Welcome to Scale Up and Grow, a podcast from Turning Point Training and Development, where we discuss everything you need to know for your own personal and professional development and growth. Here's your host, Mary Ricketts. One of the things that I think resonates with every leader across all industries is that thought of, and, and here's the fun question that, that will often come to, to my team and I, is how do I figure out how to work smarter and not harder, right? We've heard that. We've heard that that's not a new saying. Oftentimes, the first thing we start talking to a leader about is, well, let's talk about you know, are you delegating and are you delegating approaching? And as soon as we bring up that word delegate, the next word that pops up is micromanaging, right? So what I'm going to share with you today is a little bit uh, and give you, give you some tips, give you some tips to use so that you really can work smarter and not harder. And I'm going to give you five tips to really help you avoid micromanaging. Here's the first question I have for you. Are you guilty of it? Okay. Are you guilty of micromanaging? Because the reality is that micromanagement is extremely difficult for most people to steer clear of. There's usually something innate that tells you the only way something can get done correctly is if you do it yourself or you closely monitor someone else doing it. That's our nice way of saying micromanaging that person. The side effect of micromanaging is that you will usually end up being unproductive. The thought when it comes to, hey, I'm going to give this to someone else on my team. I'm going to delegate, but I'm not sure if they can do it the way I would do it. As someone in a leadership position, your um, your place where you are for holding on to all the tasks instead of delegating will almost always result in your being, guess what, we don't like to hear this, but being an ineffective leader. If we do not delegate well, if we're delegating and then we're micromanaging, we are truly being an ineffective leader and you really don't have the time for leading your team because you're so caught up with the minor details. Now it's time to change all of that. It's time for you to work smarter, not harder, and allow the team to handle what you don't need to be involved with. Let me pause for a second there, because we are not talking about dumping. We are not talking about, well, I could do it myself, and if I ask someone else to do it, they're going to think I'm just getting... Listen, what is it that you don't have to have your hands on? It could be something as little as, is it really something administrative that you can get someone else on the team to do and you don't have to do it, okay? Let me give you the first four tips to help you work smarter and not harder. Here's the first one. This one's going to seem a little different because it's not something we normally do, but ask for feedback from your team right? Your direct reports, ask them for feedback. Ask them to describe your actions and how they make them feel is a great, a really, really great way to gain an understanding of the impact of micromanagement if you're doing that to your team. Here's the thing for those of you that's like, well, I don't do that to my team. Great, then ask them. Ask them anyway. Ask for the feedback. 
ask them to describe your actions and how they make them feel, okay? Here's the next thing with that is really listen to what they have to say and be open to their expressions. Here's the other beauty of this. Tell them why you're doing it. Listen, team, I need to get better at some things. So I'm going to I'm going to ask you all for some feedback one on one. I'm going to take notes. It is for me. This listen, if you have to say this is what my virtual coach is telling me to do, whatever you need to add into that so that they know they're not going to get um, any, cons- you know, no repercussions, no consequences behind these, these answers that they give, because this should be your way of helping you do better, okay? So you can become the most effective leader that you can. The second thing I want to point out is provide adequate training. You might be fussing over every detail because you're not confident, watch this, in the level of training offered to your teammates, right, to your team that reports to you, if this is the case, ensure your team has the training they need. What am I saying? Sometimes we don't want to hand something over because we didn't do a good job of making sure that those who report to us really have adequate training. Think about that. Think about that. Why am I not giving it to them? There are some things that are trivial and Guess what? If it's not 100% perfect in the way you do it, is it actually broken or is it just different? Third, I want you to think about is discuss expectations. It is possible that your team members really don't know what is expected of them. Oh, this is amazing when we get into this conversation. When you run into that scenario, every attempt you make to check in on their tasks will be construed as micromanagement. You can't do that. So discuss your expectations up front. Spend some time discussing what you expect out of them, what the end result needs to look like. Give them examples of what successful completion of a task or a project looks like. Sometimes it truly is our preference versus this may be an industry standard. I'll give you, for example, when we have a workshop or presentation that we're doing in person. I know not everything is done virtually and on Zoom or StreamYard or Google Meets or whatever else we use. But when it comes to doing one in person, the font size of your PowerPoint makes a difference. So this isn't just a, the leader says the font size needs to be between 24 and 30. This is actually an industry standard. So there's, there's, that's a little bit different. Now, preference is Let's not do dark slides. Dark slides can make some things hard to see from a distance, depending how how far the room is, how big the room is, and how far your participants have to sit. Yeah, that's industry standards. So explain this. Discuss your expectations. Give them the details. Give them examples of what success looks like when they complete that task or project. Here's my fourth one. Focus on the end result. I know for some of us, you're like, do you know how hard that I know it's tough? I know it's tough. But you've probably encountered situations where you just can't accept how somebody else does what you used to do. Think about all the other areas of your life, personal, professional, things you may do in your community, things you may do within your faith-based organizations, or just hanging out with your friends. Think about that. You're convinced 
that nobody can do as good a job as you did. Hence your obsession with micromanaging them. And can I tell you something? You're not that great. (laughs) Somebody is always greater at what we can do. If there is always someone greater than us. So when we get that concept of no one else can do it like we do, you're right. But that doesn't mean that we do it perfect and we've got the absolute best way of doing it. Allow your team to be creative and do some things differently. Keep your mind on completion of the job instead of how it's done. Okay, that way you'll be better able to accept that somebody else is actually good at something that you used to do. And maybe, maybe, just maybe they can even do it well, let alone better. There are some things that even even as CEO that I still try and put my hands on and literally, least literally recently, one of my uh, one of my team members actually was my VP. She said, just leave the room. Just, you know, just go outside. Just go outside and enjoy the weather. And I did. And I came back and I was like, oh, wow, man, that really looks great. You did a great job on that. But watching someone do it and, and, and just we say we're just curious on how you're doing it. No, we're not. No, we are not. We are micromanaging, trying to look over someone's shoulder. I'm going to give you one more. Let me give you number five. Appreciate the learning process. Okay. Remember that before you came a master at what you do, you had to go through a period of training. You had to go through that trial and error season and making corrections and making errors and throwing things in the trash and, and trying to figure out, oh, that doesn't look right. How do I do it better? I remember the first logo that I created for our company. I'm like, oh, that is just ugly. <laughs> Had someone create something for me for a workshop. And I said, well, don't use my logo because the colors are way off, you know, and I like the colors that they have, you know, put something different together for me. Or she wound up creating a, a logo for us. And I was like, hey, I like that. She's like, I just put something together quick for you. It's perfect. Appreciate the learning process after all that you eventually started to perform at a higher level once you got into the hang of something. If you don't give your team members the opportunity to learn on their own, chances are they won't ever get it right. They won't grow from it. And guess what? You will still be working harder and not smarter. Keep this in mind. Your ultimate goal should be to get the most productivity out of your day as possible. As you have no doubt realized, that absolutely won't happen if you spend your days micromanaging. Here's what I want to leave you with. Be smart about work and allow delegated tasks to stay with the people you assign them to. You'll be surprised to see how much more you can get done as a result. I'm Mary Ricketts to your success. Thanks for listening to this episode of Scale Up and Grow from Turning Point Training and Development. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss any future episodes. In the meantime, check out all of our on-demand training courses at turning-point.newzendler.com. That's turning-point.newzendler.com.